Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Acts. This week, the spotlight is on the remainder of the day of Pentecost. Following the supernatural fulfillment of the gift of the Holy Spirit, Peter delivers his first sermon to a large gathering of astonished Jews. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he teaches today's slice of this week's message entitled, Will You Call on the Lord? God sets the point where the road is going to take us. This is the plan of God. And don't mistake it, it all runs through Jesus. There is no hope for anyone who rejects Him. It's the one plan of God. Now, this Jesus, who came? Who was the King? Who is the King? Who did all of those great miracles? He was delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God. And what happened? You nailed Him to a cross by the hands of godless men and put Him to death. We'll come back to that phrase in later sermons. But understand, this was also according to the foreknowledge of God. Now, predetermined plan, setting from afar off what the horizon is. Foreknowledge of God, foreknowledge is a fancy word that means to determine a relationship in advance. A lot of people really cop out on what this word means and they get it very wrong. Foreknowledge does not mean that God pulled back the curtains of time, looked into the future, and saw what was going to happen. He knows that all the time. He knows the beginning from the end because He lives outside of time. God doesn't have a tomorrow. It's all now. Let that percolate for a while and you'll have smoke coming out of your ears. Now, some people who chafe at the Bible's teaching of the doctrine of election, which says, God chose who will be saved. Some people don't like that. They fight against it. They argue against it. They reason against it. They make up all kinds of things against it. Well, they say that the foreknowledge of God means that He peeked ahead and He saw who would choose Christ so He chose them according to that foreknowledge that He gained by looking into the future. Now, I understand why people say that. They don't think it's fair that God chose. They don't, they don't like that idea. Some of them extrapolate to say, well, that means that there's some people that absolutely can't be saved and the Christ didn't die for them. And the Bible never says that. He calls all men, everyone, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. So don't overstate what that says. The doctrine of salvation, a doctrine of uh, election is the only explanation what, why any of us sin-cursed pea brains ever did come to faith. Because it's all of Him. I wouldn't do it on my own. But that definition of foreknowledge that He looked ahead and saw who would choose Him is forever proven wrong by this passage. Just try to apply it to this passage. 
God pulled aside the curtains, peeked into the future, and said, Jesus is going to be the Messiah. How much sense does that make? Well, you can't change the meaning of a word to something else. To know, as in Adam knew his wife and she bore him a son, that sense of of knowledge is a a loving, personal, knowing relationship. Foreknowledge means predetermining that relationship, which God predetermined for you if you're in Christ today and you have no explanation for it except God did it. I couldn't. And I had no interest in trying. God did it. So, it was exactly according to His plan. He sent His Son, God the Son. It was their plan from eternity past. He sent His Son at exactly the right time to come to die for your sins so that you can be saved. It's all the plan of God. Jesus died a totally undeserved death, put together or brought about at the hands of godless men who put Him to death. Jesus was the only innocent man ever died, ever to die, ever to be killed. God raised Him from the dead. 1 Corinthians says that the good news, the gospel is that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried and He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. The Scriptures, the Scriptures, the Scriptures. God's plan, God's plan, God's plan from beginning to end. This event in Acts chapter 2 is one of the spectacular days in the unfolding of that plan. We must believe in Him in order to have life. Yeah, this is God's plan. And it's about Jesus. So, will you call upon the Lord and be saved? Did you catch the punchline of Peter's quote from Joel? The very end of it? It's Joel 2.32 in the Old Testament, Acts 2.21 in our text. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You heard that sound? You ran over here with the crowd? You're saying, what does it mean? It means you can be saved. Now keep coming back here to hear the rest of this marvelous sermon of Peter. Go ahead and read it on your own if you'd like, but don't just drink in the beauty of the unity and the connectivity of the whole Bible as one story from beginning to end. Don't leave it there. Don't just say, oh my, that was nice. I learned so much. It's here for one reason. You can be saved. You may have heard countless sermons, but if you have never repented and called on the name of Jesus. What does that mean? The name of Jesus is everything that He stands for. Calling on Him to save you because you can't. If you outstripped every human being that has ever lived in the category of good works, you would fall infinitely short of being good enough if you've ever once sinned. And you've done that probably since the sun came up. Understand, it's His work Call out to Jesus Christ to save you from your sin and its just penalty, which you deserve, which I deserve. Now, I couldn't resist it last time we were in Acts. I can't resist it again today. Maybe next week we'll get to it. But would you skip down to verses 38 and 39? After the rest of his sermon, 
These people, it says they were cut to the quick. I like the King Jamesy part of that. Pierced through in their hearts, understanding we have a sin problem. We need a Savior. What do we do? And that's where we have this in Acts 2, 38 and 39. Peter said to them, repent. And that is an aorist active imperative, which doesn't mean a thing to you, but it's a, that's the most urgent kind of command. You can say, it's a good idea to repent. You should repent. I urge you to repent. No, this is saying, repent, you, now, today, this is the day. Like Hebrews says, today is the day of salvation. If you don't stand 100% relying on Christ and Him alone and nothing else to save you from the penalty you deserve, which is an eternity in the lake of fire, being tortured day and night forever and ever, if you don't know for sure that's not your destiny, you're not in Christ, today is the day. Call on the name of the Lord. And if you have, oh, what good news do we have to tell the people that are still headed for that horrible lake of fire? Repent. And each of you, you can't get there on anybody else's coattails, each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus. We'll talk about that. They just saw the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You think it was miraculous what those people were doing? You can have that same Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to Himself. Now, you see a subtlety there, you and your children. He's talking to the men of Judea and you who are dwelling in Jerusalem, to you Jews now, and... Exact same message for all who are far off. Who's that? That's all the Gentiles. And my friends, if you didn't know that you were mentioned in the Bible, you are. And there's one place right there. You who are far off, as many as the Lord will call to Himself. We are about 6,000 miles from that place. We are 20 centuries from that time. We are far off. And today, God is calling every single one here who has not already put their trust in Christ. Repent. Put your faith in the Savior. And you, too, will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Have you done that? Today is the very best day to be saved. Will you call on the Lord? Let's pray. Yes, Father, we call on You. We know all have sinned and fallen short of Your glory. We know the wages of our sin is death. That is what we deserve. But Christ died in our place while we were yet sinners. Oh, Father, today, the perfect day for someone here to call on the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, Your Son, our Savior. And even we who have called on you, what today's the perfect day for us to be reminded. It is all of you. It is all your work. We cannot save ourselves. And remind us too that the, that the invitation is universal. So send us from this place with the message of the good news of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, that we might have eternal life. Have your way with us all, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.